Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Handcammer School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmontz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Welcome into the Matt Mosley Show. Steven Simcox here with you. Aaron Sexton running the board, doing everything behind the scenes, and also chiming in with me and this is the matt mosley show presented by central national bank as well as all those other great sponsors that jim read off there i'm excited to have another day of radio fun with you guys from four to six matt will be back on tomorrow at least temporarily he is in france he's overseas doing a little vacationing during thanksgiving week a lot of news to get to um we got some fun stuff on the show coming up at 3 30 we'll uh, chat with or excuse me at 4 30 we'll chat with your boy q who you know and love from his time here on Unnecessary Roughness. Um, he'll talk Cowboys Raiders with us coming up on Thanksgiving at 5 o'clock. Uh, I wanted to throw this topic out there, and I put a poll up on Twitter last night. So I'm curious, what is the best football job in the New Look Big 12? And the four choices I came up with, and this is once Oklahoma and Texas leave, and Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU come into the conference. I'm not talking about, you know, the best winning tradition. I just mean the best football job, the job that has the most resources, the highest ceiling, the best ability to win. Um, So the choices I put on Twitter were TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and BYU. And there's been about 300 votes, not 6,000 shares like Matt was talking about on that promo from, uh, from his tweet. But so far, Baylor's leading the way at 46%, TCU at 22%. Oklahoma State at 27% and BYU at 5%. So if you want to chime in throughout the day, 254-662-1660, I'd love to hear from you. Best job in the new look Big 12, the new reshuffled Big 12 conference. What do you think the best football job in the conference will be once we see the departure of Oklahoma and Texas in the addition of those four schools? Again, that's the text line and the call line, 254-662-1660 if you want to chat with us. Q coming up at 4.30. At 5.15, Garrett Ross from uh, Bears Illustrated, Baylor Bears 247, that website. He does a great job covering uh, Baylor and also covering high school sports and recruiting. So we'll chat with him about the Bears trying to get to the Big 12 title game this week. They take on Texas Tech. They need to win that game, and they need Oklahoma State to defeat Oklahoma. Both of those seem possible. Both of those actually seem probable as we approach uh, the Thanksgiving weekend. So we'll see how that shakes out. And again, anytime you want to chime in, please do so. 254-662-1660 is the number to interact with us. Um, some news in the Baylor football world today. Jalen Petrie has been named a finalist for the Jim Thorpe Award, which is given to the best defensive back in the nation. Um, the other two finalists are Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati and Vernon McKinley from the University of Oregon. But Jalen Petrie this year, he's had a fantastic season of stats, 57 tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles, and two interceptions. And I really don't think that stat line truly encapsulates the havoc that he creates on defense. Yesterday, we talked about Micah Parsons and how he just unlocked some new dimensions to the Dallas defense with his ability to play in that edge rusher position, play linebacker, move around in different spots. 
And Petrie's the same way. I mean, he's a defensive back, but really he's a linebacker. He's a hybrid player. He can come on a blitz. He can make plays behind the line of scrimmage. He's a sure tackler. He can make plays in space, can cover guys. He's just he's a, a modern defensive player. Like he's built for today's football, the way teams spread you out and try to create mismatches. He can hold his own on all three levels of the defense, which is really rare to see. Um, so he's had a great season. He's also, I mean, he's one of those guys you root for because he was incredibly loyal to Baylor. And Aaron, you were talking about that before the show, just how it's it's really awesome to see how it's come full circle for Jalen Petrie from, you know, staying with Baylor during the recruiting process to now being such a big contributor for them. Yeah, I mean, for 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 big-time Baylor fans like myself and Matt and, uh, you know, members of my family, Jalen Petrie is, is just uh, – He's one of our better favorite players ever because, as you mentioned, you know, after the, the whole Bryles debacle, um, that recruiting class just took off to other places very quickly. And Jalen Petrie was the only person to stay committed. He stayed committed uh, even before they had hired Matt Rule. Um, and then Coach Rule came in, and the rest is kind of history. He got it turned around in his second year. Then he left for the NFL, and then now we have Coach Aranda who in his second year has got it going really well. But, I mean, he will kind of kind of always hold a, a special place in my heart and a lot of Baylor fans' heart for, for sticking with his commitment. And, you know, I mean, it was, it was more to – it seemed to me like, okay, you know, I like Coach Bryles. He recruited me, but I want to play at Baylor, you know. Just yeah. tell me who the coach is. I'm sticking with my commitment. And it was a big deal at the time. And it, it's turned out to be a huge deal for the program because he's a great player. It did. Yeah, he was he was a guy who was known even before he hit the field. But then once he did and was sort of able to fit in so seamlessly with Dave Aranda's system, his career really took off. And he's, he's a player that could be playing at the next level. I think there's that possibility with his versatility for sure. Uh, some other awards lists that were announced today. Baylor's offensive line is up for the Joe Moore Award. This is a award that goes to the entire position group, um, and they're one of the semifinalists for that. The job that Jeff Grimes has done really for the whole offense is pretty amazing, but specifically that offensive line coming in with that wide zone scheme, him and Eric Mateos coming over from BYU, they went from one of the worst units in the nations to one of the best. So it's, it's really incredible what they've been able to do in a short time, and that's why that along with just what he's done overall with the offense – is why Jeff Grimes is a semifinalist for the Broyles Award, which is given to uh, the best assistant coach in the nation in college football. So, Aaron, just a, an amazing turnaround for the whole team, but really that offense as well, um, going from a group that didn't really have much of an identity under Larry Fedora and was it was like pulling teeth to score points, oh. to now they've been so efficient <laughs> under Jeff Grimes. He's done an incredible job. I don't know how much Baylor football you watched last year, but that – offense was painful oh yeah I, I mean watched, it was it was it was terrible it really yeah, was. It was I mean when you it, it was it was a terrible offensive unit and and I think the numbers and the output back me up on that and I think most anybody who watched them for an extended amount of time would say the same thing and like you said the turnaround has just been incredible because they've turned into one of the top running teams in the country which is what mm -hmm. they wanted to do they can also throw the ball obviously but I mean you know late in games against Oklahoma against Iowa State against BYU when they needed to grind them and run right at them and run the clock out when those teams knew they were going to run they were still able to open up big holes and get huge first downs to kind of finish off those games They've done it. Uh, they've made Abram Smith a household name by opening up those lanes and getting him going, which is huge. 
And that brings us to some coaching carousel news, which is really where I want to start today in segment one. At 4.15, we're going to talk Cowboys as they prepare for the Raiders. We have some injury updates, and I want to throw a question out to our audience. But James Franklin this afternoon, about 30 minutes ago, he signed a contract extension with Penn State. It's a 10-year deal that's going to be worth $85 million. So that's slightly under what Mel Tucker got, which was a 10-year deal for $95 million to stay at Michigan State. Now, both these guys are fascinating. James Franklin has had a pretty good career, and he's had a, he has a good resume. He did a nice job at Vandy, which is almost an impossible place to win. He parlayed that into the Penn State job where he's done fairly well. Penn State is not as good as people thought they would be this year, but they're still a solid team playing you know, in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten. They compete for Big Ten championships. They do, and James Franklin – for what it's worth, he was linked more to the USC job than the LSU job. Mm-hmm. But those are two huge openings in the college football world right now. Coaching openings that are, you know, USC, it's already there. LSU will be there at the end of the season because Ed Orgeron is going to move on. They're going to part ways after the year. Um, Mel Tucker was more rumored to be the LSU head coach, and he got a huge contract extension. This time of year is the best time of year to be an agent in college football. Well, and and I know, you know, we're getting to that, we're, you know, talking about Coach Aranda's name mm-hmm. coming up for both of those jobs. I mean, different. Now, you have one that's actually uh, from a newspaper, but, you know, some online websites. I've seen multiple ones list uh, uh, Coach Coach Aranda as the, as the front runner as far as USC is concerned, not, you know, for the USC job. And you've got a story about, that he may be the front runner for the LSU job. And then, I mean, read that, but I mean, I have a, I have thoughts on it. Sure. So USC, the, the tie there is he's from Southern California. And people just think, okay, it makes sense. Now, of course, we know Dave Aranda is, his personality is very distinct. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. He's very mild-mannered, especially for a football coach. Uh, he spent some time at LSU as a defensive coordinator. And last night, Scott Rabelis, who was a columnist for The Advocate, he wrote this column, and the headline is why Dave Aranda might be a prime candidate as LSU search winds down. Now, it was kind of a provocative headline. The actual story essentially just says that when this when this whole process shakes out, they might land on Dave Aranda as the clear target to be their next head football coach. Doesn't mean Dave's going to take the job. Doesn't mean he's even going to get offered it. Right. But LSU swung for the fences. Like, that's a huge job, right? They went after, apparently, Lincoln Riley. That has seemed to die down. They went after Jimbo Fisher. Didn't seem to be much mutual interest there. Mel Tucker got an extension. So now the list is getting smaller. Billy Napier is a really good coach at the University of Louisiana. He spoke with Florida today. He's in their crosshairs. So as you start going down the list, it would make sense that Dave Aranda, who's been there before, who's having a really good season at Baylor, would come up. I have no insider info. I do want to know, though. 254-662-1660. If you're a Baylor fan, are you concerned for about Dave Aranda leaving for LSU? If you're not a Baylor fan, do you think that's a possibility for him to leave at LSU? You know, the personality thing, I know that's one thing that people bring up is like, oh, well, Dave doesn't seem like the guy that wants to be in the Hollywood lights, so to speak. And I know LSU is not in Hollywood, but it's a big-time job. And I understand what people mean by that. Like, he does seem like a dude who is... And they've won three national championships yeah. in the last, what, 20 years. And Dave, by all accounts, seems very content at Baylor. He was very upfront when he took the job about this is a place I could see myself for a long time. Matt Rule was really upfront about, I want to I be in the NFL one day. <laughs> Right. Like, he never, made, he never made any bones about it. He was never deceptive about it. You knew 
Matt eventually wanted to be an NFL head coach. He turned down the Jets job. He took the Panthers job, but that was always his goal. I remember James Lynch saying the first time he came in his living room, he said to James Lynch and his parents, like, I'm not going to be here for 15 years. That's not who I am. That's not what I want to do. I'm, I'm using this as a, a stepping stone somewhere else. Didn't use those exact words, but you get the picture. I, I haven't heard any of that from Dave Aranda. I don't know what he wants. I just know this. LSU's a really good job. I'm not saying he's going to take it. I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed at Baylor. I think things are going well here. Mac Rhodes is a great athletic director. There's a bunch of reasons to love what's going on. They're getting a brand new practice facility in the next few years. All of that is is positive for Baylor, and I think there's a great case for him to stay. I'm just curious how the audience feels because, Aaron, his name's going to come up, and LSU is one of the you know maybe five or six jobs in the country that – just about anybody's at least going to answer the phone and hear what they have to say. Sure. And, and, you know, I'm not, look, he, there's been no reports that he's been offered either LSU or USC. There are some people that think USC is one of those jobs. I don't anymore. I think it's closer to Miami and Florida state now, but um, there are still people that believe it's, it's one of the top five or 10 jobs in the country. Um, And like I said, there's been no reports that, that, that he's actually, that there's actually been offers. But what I think is going to happen, and I'm a Baylor fan, you know, so there's a little bit of homerism, but I'm also not naive. I think what will happen is that at the end of all this, that Coach Aranda will end up with something similar to what Coach Franklin and Coach Tucker got and stay at Baylor. And you made that point off the air, which is really good. Like you have you have a template now for right. what maybe the going rate is to keep your coach. Whether it's $85 million or $95 million in a 10-year extension, that's what these Big Ten schools are doing to make sure these guys stay put. And that's one thing I'm not worried about with Baylor. Baylor's not going to get money whipped, so to speak. You right. know, I mean, Baylor's not going to – there's not going to be an offer from another school where Baylor says, oh, we can't pay that. That's not happening. If they decide that they want to keep a Coach Aranda, then they'll find the money. And I think that it will be somewhere around – the ranges of those two extensions that, like I said, Coach Tucker at, at Michigan State and Coach Franklin at Penn State signed or are going to sign. I don't think either one of them signs yet. But that would that would be my guess as to what's going to happen and my hope, actually. So. LSU's a great job. Scott Woodward is uh, a convincing guy. He's went and got his people before. I know he went and got Kim Mulkey last offseason, and there were a lot of behind-the-scenes things going on there. Um, so let us know, 254-662-1660. If you're a Baylor fan, are you concerned about this LSU possibility, USC possibility for Dave Aranda? If you're not, uh, do you think either of those are actually legitimate places where he could end up? We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk uh, some Cowboys. Cowboys Raiders coming up on Thanksgiving. We have injury report news. Who's the biggest potential loss for Dallas if they can't go on Thursday? That's coming up next. This is the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaFoy. We'll see increasing clouds tonight with low temperatures falling to 54 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow. It's going to be a windy day with a high of 75. Rain develops by the evening hours. And then on Thanksgiving, a pretty good shot of rain in the morning, but clearing by the afternoon. It'll be breezy with a high of 65. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This 
is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott in the gun, pointing, maybe changing something. Only heard here. Back to throw, looking left, throwing into the end zone for Lamb. All season. On the left side of the end zone, leaping, caught it, touchdown Cowboys. Thanksgiving Day, it's your Cowboys and the Las Vegas Raiders. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Raiders Thanksgiving Day at 2.30 on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. The next time you need heating or air conditioning service for your home or office, or maybe an upgrade to your current system, remember Necessary Services. They're a proud York dealer, and remember, York products are American-made. Necessary Services serves Bosque, Coriel, and Western McLennan County customers. With over 35 years' experience, that's Necessary Services on 5th Street in Clifton. 254-675-6757. License TACLB 02269. Baylor Sports Beat. Weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Attention Central Texas golfers. Are you looking for a golf outing that's a great value but will also challenge your game? Consider Battle Lake Golf Course. This user-friendly course located only 15 minutes from Waco is built for golfers and offers a gently rolling countryside setting with uphill and downhill challenges. It's also a great place to host a group, church, or corporate outing. The friendly staff is looking forward to seeing you at Battle Lake Golf Course. Learn more at BattleLakeGolf.com. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Los Angeles Lakers LeBron James has been suspended for one game for hitting Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart in the face during their altercation in Sunday's game. Stewart has been suspended for two games for escalating the event and pursuing James. Tampa Bay blasts the New York Giants 30-10 on Monday night football. Tyrone Smith is expected to play Thursday against the Raiders at AT&T Stadium. CeeDee Lamb is still a question mark and Amari Cooper is out for the Cowboys. College football tonight, Buffalo at Ball State and Western Michigan at Northern Illinois. Both kick off at six o'clock and the latest college football playoff ranking show tonight at six on ESPN. The Pete Fredenberg show tonight at six on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Stephen Simcox and Aaron Sexton filling in for Matt. 
Matt will be back tomorrow for a couple segments, getting ready for uh, Thanksgiving. And I want to talk Cowboys Raiders in a minute, coming up in a couple days. Uh, we did have a few responses on the text line, though. TJ, what's up, man? TJ's good buddy of ours, loyal listener. Um, he says he's not a Baylor fan, but he follows the team, being here in Waco. He's a bit concerned because this has happened before. LSU's a big-time job, not saying Baylor isn't, but they're not the same. Uh, he thinks they can offer huge cash, and but he does hope that Aranda will stay for a long time. Aaron, you talked about Baylor not getting money whipped. I agree with you. I think what LSU can offer is a little more security from a institutional standpoint. Um, that might not be the right word. You could stay at Baylor longer, but there's there's more resources at LSU. But go ahead and, and talk about, I guess, the money situation with Baylor and LSU. Yeah, I don't the, – like, as far as uh, – like, we know what Jimbo's making, you know. And I mm-hmm. think he's the top-paid co- coach in the country, right? Or is – no, is Saban is. He's making – Saban is yeah, twelve million a year, and Jimbo's, Jimbo's making is, about ten. And Jimbo's is all guaranteed. Yeah, that's 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 the big deal. But I'm I I don't think for a second that money will be an issue. It's just just going to come down to whether uh, whether he thinks it's a better job or not. Which one's a better job for him? Because I think that Baylor would match anything that LSU offered money wise. And Nate and Hewitt. Uh, says good to hear you Stephen, and happy thanksgiving to you and your family happy thanksgiving to you nate he also said q i heard you say q's coming on he is he's coming on at 4 30 wants me to give him a shout out uh to q and tell him that the syntax misses him so we'll do that for sure nate thank you for tuning in and happy thanksgiving to you and your family as well um cowboys raiders coming up in a couple days on thanksgiving day and we got a injury report from dallas zeke elliott was a full participant in practice today so was Tyron Smith, and I think that's a pretty big deal that he was full go in practice. They need him sorely. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw what happened with the Chiefs. Frank Clark and Chris Jones really had their way against uh, Lyle Collins and Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele was filling in. Collins was a starter, but they were mixing, mixing and matching up front on that offensive line. Um, C.D. Lamb did not practice. I doubt he plays. He's still in concussion protocol, but Mike McCarthy did say this morning that he was in a meeting um, and that he's moving forward in the protocol. So maybe there's a chance, but Aaron, I think it's going to be hard for him to play on a short week like this when he had a concussion on Sunday. Yeah, we were talking about it off the air, and I, I, I don't remember any player being cleared through concussion protocol in a short week. Mm-hmm. There are a few that have been cleared after a week, you know, going Sunday to Sunday, but I don't think anyone, and I keep up with it pretty close, you know, being a uh, – fantasy football guru <laughs> um but i don't think anyone's been cleared on a short week and you know there's a first time for everything maybe it was a mild concussion maybe he he is already showing you know great progress and and my hope is if he's healthy that he does play because he makes a huge difference for the cowboys but i don't think he will so i, I want to get our audience's thoughts two five four six six two sixteen sixty. now it looks like it looks good for zeke and tyron smith but out of these four guys who would be the biggest loss for Thursday? Tyron Smith, Zeke Elliott, CeeDee Lamb, or Amari Cooper? Now, Lamb and Cooper play the same position, but biggest loss on Thursday if they can't play. Is it Tyron Smith? Is it Zeke Elliott? Is it Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb? We know Amari Cooper can't play. Like, that's set in stone. Is he the biggest loss? Is it Tyron if he can't go? Zeke if he can't go? 254 662 1660. Aaron, I'm gonna I'm going to to me it's either between Tyron or Zeke. And I, I wouldn't have thought Zeke at the beginning of the year. 
I'll lean Tyron just because he's huge in the run game and the passing game. But I do think not having Zeke Elliott available, if that happens, would be a big detriment simply because Tony Pollard is not a feature back. But of those four guys, which do you think could be the biggest loss for the Cowboys if they can't go Thursday against the Raiders? I agree with you. I think it would be Smith. I mean, if you give Dak time, he can still find open receivers. But he's going to need more time if if Cooper and Lamb aren't out there because – they get open quicker because they're better receivers. But you give him enough time, and, you know, Cedric Wilson can get open, and Michael Gallup, even though he didn't hardly at all in the last game, can get open, is capable of it. Um, so I would rather have the healthy offensive line and Tony Pollard uh, than any of the other scenarios. I, I agree with you. Now, if Lamb and Cooper can't – if both of those guys can't go, which I think is likely at this point, because we mentioned Cooper's – out for sure. Lamb, you're dealing with a concussion situation. I mean, that makes Sunday from a receiver standpoint really interesting because Michael Gallup suddenly becomes your number one, and Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson are both really good at what they do. And I actually, a couple weeks ago, when Ced Wilson had that huge game against the Vikings, I started thinking in my mind, I don't, I'm not sure if they can keep Michael Gallup in the offseason, Aaron. I feel like it might almost be more important for them to keep Cedric Wilson, who's also going to be a free agent. When this, when this year is over, just because he can do things on special teams for you. He's a receiver. But if, if it's, if it's you know, Gallup, said Wilson, and Noah Brown, I agree with you. You can find those receivers, but that's a that's a tough one, two, three, and that's a big drop-off from what you typically oh, have yeah. at that position. <laughs> well, you've got probably the best receiving unit in the NFL. I mean, you can argue uh, – you can argue – the Buccaneers and I I would say that's pretty that they're pretty close when they're all healthy mm-hmm. uh with you know they've got uh, Godwin Evans and Antonio Brown they may be that may be better I don't know I would still take the Cowboys receivers but uh you could argue you know the Rams but now Robert Woods is out with a torn ACL um they're still got a good receiving core you know they've signed o, uh, OBJ and and they have Cooper Cup who's leading the league in pretty much every receiving category right now I think except touchdowns um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge drop off to go from Cooper and lamb to uh, Brown and uh, Cedric Wilson. This is a Raiders team. That's reeling. They've lost three in a row. They just dropped a game to the Bengals and the Bengals are not a terrible team. Joe Burrow's done a nice job. That connection with Jamar chase has been explosive all year long. Um, so this is a good opportunity for the Cowboys to get on the right track, to have another defining win. The tricky thing is they did that against Atlanta, and you would think that would carry over to the Chiefs game. It didn't. So maybe this is the kickstart they need as they hit a tough stretch of three games in 12 days, a couple Thursday nights in a row. When we come back, we'll chat with uh, your boy Q about this game coming up. This is the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. You know, obviously DeMarcus Lawrence left after the first week. Randy Gregory's been in and out. Brent Urban was placed on injured reserve a few weeks ago. Back in the preseason when the Cowboys visited the Arizona Cardinals, they lost defensive tackle Neville Gallimore, who's, you know, clearly the best defensive tackle. And so he hasn't played at all so far this season. That's their starting four. DeMarcus Lawrence, Neville Gallimore, Brent Urban, Randy Gregory. And they have never had all four of them together. Game Time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. UBO Business Services, one of the great sponsors of the station of the Matt Mosley Show. For premier copier, printer, and software service, call the leader, UBO Business Services, and Sean Hunt, great dude, loyal listener. Sean, he knows about printers and copiers. I don't. I feel like most of us don't. But Sean knows what he's doing when it comes to that. And you have to have those 
uh, that equipment in your business, in your offices to make things work. Like sports businesses about winning decisions, UBO Business Services can help your business win every day by streamlining your workflow and allowing you to communicate better within your organization and your customers. For more information, call Sean Hunt of UBO Business Services of Waco today, 254 709 2101. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams and Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Leon River Mercantile is your locally owned and operated small business serving the greater Central Texas area for all your western wear, boots, gifts, workwear, and tack items. They feature thousands of styles of western wear for men, women, and children from popular brands like Ariat, Brighton, Sense, Corral, Hey Dude, Huey, Justin, Lucchese, Miss Me, Resist All, Twisted X, and Wrangler. Leon River Mercantile in Gatesville and early at leonriver.com and find them on Facebook. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, Steven Simcox here with you. Aaron Sexton alongside me. We're filling in for Matt the next couple days. And I don't have to introduce our next guest in this market, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, It's the guy that everybody loves, your boy Q. He's in Vegas now. And, I mean, Q, I want to talk Cowboys Raiders, and we'll get to that. But first, I know there's a lot of people that are excited to hear from you. So just how are things going? You've been in Vegas for a few months now. Uh, What's it like, and what's it been like kind of hitting the ground running with, uh, with a new job there? Well, I'll tell you, man, I, one, I appreciate being on with you and, uh, you know, shout out to everyone there in central Texas and 
Uh, as much as I love Vegas, and I do, this has been a fantastic ride. Uh, I do miss everyone there because all the listeners there at ESPN Central Texas were fantastic. So uh, I like to see and hear from them every once in a while. But I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, you're doing your thing as well. And uh, ESPN Central Texas is still kicking. But, yeah, man, being in Las Vegas is amazing. I'll tell you, there's never a dull moment, that's for sure. You know, it could be fun. It could be entertaining. It could be eye-opening. I mean, this, I'll tell you one thing. This city is very humbling. You know, you drive around this city and you can tell, you can see someone who's done really well for themselves or you can see someone who's not done very well for themselves. So, <laughs> I mean, there's a lots of highs and lows in Las Vegas, but I wouldn't have it any other way, man. This is a fantastic city. Uh, just being able to cover the Raiders, uh, UNLV, the Golden Knights, you know, the Aces. I mean, there's always a sporting event. I'm interviewing Shaq one day. The next day I'm hanging out with this person. I mean, it's just it's always something going on. So, yeah, man, it's a fantastic time. Uh, you got to come out. You and the family got to come out to Vegas. When you do, you call your boy, and I got you. I know you'll be a great tour guide if, if we ever make that, make that <laughs> I was on a helicopter there. the other day, Stephen. I was in a helicopter. I saw that, yeah. So what's the story there? Were you just checking out the city, or, or what happened in, in that situation? I mean, why drive when you can fly in a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> No, what happened is uh, a, a couple buddies that are big Raider fans, and they're from overseas, they're from London, they actually emailed me and said, hey, we're going to be in town for the Bengals-Raiders game. We're going to do a Grand Canyon tour in a helicopter, and I, we would just like to invite you. And We know that you're busy and you have a lot going on, but you'd be our guest. You don't have to pay for anything. And you know, hey, my eyes lit up when he said I don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> if it ain't free, it ain't me. That's right. So, I responded immediately like, yep, I'm in. So I took a tour of the Grand Canyon. I was in Arizona one minute. The next minute, I'm back in Nevada. I mean, it was it was amazing, man. And and it's just some of the, the, the great things I've done since I've been here. Being, I mean, going in a helicopter, who does that? So uh, it was a lot of fun, man. So, again, I just uh, I, I just soak in every opportunity to be here in a, in a city that never never shuts down. Yeah, there's going to be a book or a movie about Q's life sometime because he always finds himself in situations <laughs> like that where somebody wants to take him up on a helicopter ride or, uh, you know, fun stuff like that. So I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying the city and, and seeing all its possibilities. Um, not, not to bring the mood down too much, but I know this has been a, a really strange year for the Raiders. Oh, man. You love that team. You've covered this team for a long time. So between, you know, John Gruden and, and the email situation, him getting let go, of course, there was the awful situation with Henry Ruggs and, and his drunk driving, um, you know, arrest and, and everything that came out from that. What's it? I mean, what's it just been like covering this team and and how have they responded to all the ups and downs? Because that's a lot for a group of guys to go through in the span of, of a couple months. Well, brother, I'll tell you, it's a lot for me to go through in a matter of a couple months. I'm telling you, and, and I think, and I'm not trying to make light of it. I think the situation that we all experienced. In 2016 with Baylor and all the issues that they had going on kind of prepared me for this situation because, man, you want to talk about going from the penthouse to the outhouse real quick. The Raiders were 3-0. and They were flying high. Everything was looking good. And then all of a sudden, like you mentioned, the emails with Gruden come out, and, and they're not even investigating Gruden. They're investigating the Washington football team, but he ends up being the fall guy. And so, hey, not excusing anything he did. It was awful. You know, what happened to him was, was should have happened to him. But, boom, he gets the ax, he's gone. Then all of a sudden, like you mentioned, the Henry Rugg situation, that was real emotional, man. That was emotional for a million different reasons. But just because, you know, a, a young lady lost her life because Henry Ruggs was being reckless and stupid and thinking he was invincible, that was awful. So, I mean, it's been one heck of a roller coaster ride uh, to covering this team, you know. And now they're currently on a three-game losing streak. And I'll tell you right now, uh, I don't know if, how much Raider football you've been watching, but – I feel like that this team's going to probably continue that uh, that losing streak. I just feel like they're they're a broken team. 
uh, all the everything that's been going on is just too much for them to to handle. They got off to a pretty decent start after John Gruden got off to a two and zero start. Rich Versace was doing okay, but man, that's almost like taking taking a five hour energy man. At some point, you're going to need another one. I don't think they have another one in the tank. It's, it's been it's been rough the last three weeks. Coming off a bye, they haven't won a game since their bye week. So I, I just I think that they're they're just really not ready to pack it in. But they've been going through some things, man. And so I, I feel like this team is, is, is pretty much close to being broken. You mentioned Rich Bisaccia, and you, you've made this comparison before, but you've told us, like, the Cowboys and the Raiders are very similar. And a lot yep. of guys that might be in Dallas, they could end up in Vegas or vice versa. Like, it just kind of happens like that. So Rich spent some time in, in Dallas as a special teams coordinator. It's a tough job. I know they're in the midst of this losing streak. I mean, how would you evaluate how he's done? Is it even really fair to look at it given kind of the circumstance that he's been under the last few weeks? Yeah, I think he's a good guy. I think that everybody on the team wants to play for him. You know, everyone, as soon as he got the, the interim job, everyone said, hey, man, we want to play for Rich. And, you know, we, we want to play for Gruden, but we want to play for Rich. He knows everybody because he's a special teams coach, so everybody on the team he's familiar with. And he takes an approach that I can appreciate. You know, he allows his offensive coordinator to be the offensive coordinator. He allows the defensive coordinator to be the defensive coordinator. But I don't think he's got enough juice. I don't think he's got enough, you know, control and experience, obviously. I mean, clock management's been bad. Uh, he's gone to the locker room with a couple timeouts multiple times. When And, look, any Cowboy fan, I'm preaching to the choir, knows about time management and timeouts and what Mike McCarthy does with his. Uh, maybe you just never experience, you never, you, you never figure it out, I guess. But Versace is not too good with that part of the thing. So uh, I think he's just an interim head coach. I think he's done the best job he can with the healthy the hand that he's been dealt. But uh, he's he's an interim head coach for a reason. He's been a special teams coach in the league for a very long time. He wants to be a head coach, but this is not this is not it. I don't I don't think there's any expectations of him being the head coach following the season. But you know, you never know. But I I just would be shocked if he was. Uh, put at, as a full-time uh, head coach at, with the Raiders. I just don't see it. And Q, turning to the running game, I know Josh Jacobs has been dealing with some injuries, but overall, why can't this team really run the football? And, and what's going on with, with Josh Jacobs besides just kind of being in and out of the lineup a little bit? You know, that that's a great question. That's a million-dollar question. That's the reason why the offense can't go. You know, the, the running game has, has been non-existent all year. I mean, the, the biggest game – that Josh Jacobs has had is like maybe 70 yards total in a game. And I think that was against the Giants. I mean, that's just, it's not acceptable. It's not okay. You know, there was a week that Derek Carr led the team in rushing. You know that that's not going to, that's not going to win too many games. I mean, that's just, you can't have that. And the offensive line has been a problem. You know, they, they ran reconstructed it in the off season. And then all of a sudden Denzel good. He goes down with the ACL in the first game of the week. Richie incognito hasn't played. I've played as many snaps as Richie incognito's played. So, I mean, he hasn't done anything. Um, you know, they have a center that's trying to learn the position. So they're trying to gel with a bunch of different parts. They're not really good. Oh, by the way, their number 17 overall pick, Alex Leatherwood, that was going to be the right tackle of the future is already the right guard. And, I mean, he's okay at moments. So, I mean, you know, it's just a lot of hitting and missing when it comes to draft picks. Uh, the O-line's not really put together. And the funny thing about it, Stephen, is that they were winning. They were 3-0 and at the beginning of the season. So they were winning despite having all these issues. But now the issues are just mounting. And now you see them because they're losing. So now it's like, okay, well, why are they losing? Well, they put bad football out to begin the season. They're putting bad football out now. They just can't overcome that bad football that they're playing. So they're just, they're just not a very good team right now. Can they get over the hump and, and get back into the win column at some point this season? Probably. I just don't think Thursday will be the day.
We're talking with your boy Q. Uh, you know him. You love him. He was here in Waco for a long time. He's now at ESPN Vegas and hosts the Locked On Raiders podcast. Q, Derek Carr, I know that name. Like you, You've talked about him at length. He's sort of a lightning rod. People have strong opinions about him, especially Raiders fans. Uh, I've seen him through some of these challenges this year. It seems like he's been a really good leader, at least publicly. You know, he's said the right things in the face of, of some tough situations. Uh, how would you evaluate his play this season? And do you think they've come to any more of a conclusion about whether or not he's he's the guy for the for the long haul there in Vegas? Another good question. Uh, and I'll say this. He, you know, is the right guy for the job they're dealing with right now, especially with all the off-the-field issues, you know, just all the adversity that they have. Uh, he's kind of, you know, even keel, and he tries to, to hold that down and be that leader in the locker room. But I'll tell you, after this last game on Sunday against Cincinnati, he looked like a, a man that was broken. I mean, really, he looked like a man that uh, just just knows that he's defeated and there's nothing he can do about it. I mean, his answers are usually real lengthy whenever you ask him a question in the media session, and now it's real short. I asked him a question about being aggressive and getting the ball down the field, and he said, hey, you guys can write whatever you guys want to write. And then he went into mm -hmm. being – a Raider fan for 20 years and uh, I'm just tired of this crap losing. I mean, like he, he got a little angry, but it was just funny the way he, he approached it. Like that wasn't even the question I asked. The question was how come you weren't able to get aggressive with the ball until late in the fourth quarter when you go three plays, 75 yards and a touchdown, where was that the whole game? Oh, you could just say whatever you want to say, just speak on whatever you want to speak on. So, you know, it's just like, it's like, it's that defeated attitude. You know I mean? It, it almost looked like he was like Ward White that, you know, didn't get to walk his dog before lunch. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just it was just that opportunity. It looked like he just missed out on something. You know what I mean? It's like just a little down, uh, a, a little I don't know. He just looked down in the dumps, man. It's just it's, it's unfortunate. So I, I don't know what's going on with him. It's going to be a good question in the offseason what they do with his contract. And honestly, it all goes back to is Mayock going to be the GM? Is who's going to be the head coach? Uh, is Carr going to get an extension? He only has two years left on his deal. I mean, you know, there's so many questions. This offseason will not be boring at all. This too much going on with the silver and black ward's always going to get a shot when q's on the radio and that's okay <laughs> i love me some ward white i gotta shout him out it wouldn't be right oh yeah i mean nobody nobody has done more for ward than q except maybe like some people in his family so it, it's okay you can you can make those jokes if he wants to <laughs> let's talk about the raiders defense for a second gus bradley that he was a big name i know you're excited about seeing what he could do uh with that group uh, they've kind of been up and down as well but what do you think of the way he's managed uh, th that side of the ball this season so far? You know, he's been a good surprise. I mean, he really has. I was uh, interested in, in what that was going to happen with him as a defensive coordinator. I thought the defense was going to be better, but it's better than better. You know, I mean, it's really the reason why they won those first three games of the season. It's really why they got off to that 5-2 and two start. Now, they've lost three straight, but even last week against Cincinnati, the defense is what gave them the ball. I mean, Steven, they got a fumble. They caused a fumble on the first drive for Cincinnati, and they got the ball all the way down to the nine-thinking-yard line, and the offense had to settle for three. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you just can't do that. And so the defense is actually playing some pretty good ball. Now, they're not great against the run. Your guy from TCU, Trayvon Merrick, is quietly playing some really good ball. Uh, he only has one interception on the season, but, man, he's playing some good ball. He's making Jonathan Abram uh, play the position that he is more comfortable playing, which is up near the line of scrimmage, and he's still not that good. But Trayvon Merrick is a stud, so mm -hmm. uh, shout-out to TCU for that. Uh, you know, but, yeah, all the parts are really fitting defensively. It's just – 
It's just they can't get it going offensively. And like I said, the run game, as far as the run defense goes, it's it's a little suspect. You know, there's an opportunity on Thursday for Zeke or Pollard, whoever decides to run the ball, to have an opportunity. They're similar. It's funny. Again, going back to the Raiders and Cowboys are so similar. They have Dan Quinn. The Cowboys have Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator, former guy from Seattle. The Raiders have Gus Bradley, former guy from Seattle. They run the same kind of scheme. And so you know this defense is really meant to play with the lead. I mean, that's just what it is. They're meant to play with the lead. They're, the, stopping the run is not what they concentrate on. It's getting to the quarterback with the front four. Cowboys have done a good job of that. Raiders have done a great job of that as well. But stopping the run is not their strong point. With that being said, they still are playing some good ball. We're talking with your boy Q. You used to hear him all the time. And you can hear Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio from 2 to 4 Vegas time. That's 4 to 6 our time here in the Central Time Zone. And Q, you talked about the Cowboys there a little bit. You know that team well. I know you're busy on Sundays covering the Raiders. But um, Dallas got off to a really hot start after that loss to Tampa Bay. They've lost two out of their last three now. Look like, you know, they're banged up. This is kind of a, a typical November swoon for them what do you make of of what you've kind of assessed from from Dallas this season as as they've built up a pretty good record even with the struggles they've had lately well I'll tell you man I go back to the defense I love what they're doing as far as causing turnovers man that's something that we talked about for years on ESPN Central Texas that the Cowboys just don't create enough turnovers they can't intercept the ball to save their life well Lo and bold, here comes Trayvon Diggs. That dude, you know, DBs win games. I don't care if I'm in Vegas or in Central Texas, DBs still win games. And I know he gets burned and he gives up plays, but, man, he makes a lot of plays. So I take that chance. And, by the way, I've been uh, saying on the radio here all the time that, by the way, the, the Raiders could have had Trayvon Diggs. Instead, they went and got Damon Arnett. Oh, by the way, he's no longer on the team. He's been released because he's a, he's an Internet thug. So that's another uh, – that's another shot that the Raiders have taken this year. But I like Diggs a lot. I like what, uh, what Dan Quinn has been able to do with that defense. He's got guys uh, really believing. Micah Parsons is a stud. I think he could play any position on the field. I mean, he's just uh, he's amazing. That was a really good get. And I don't think that was uh, the Cowboys' first choice. I think they were going to go get a DB no matter what. And, well, they ended up with Parsons. So, uh, it's, sometimes it's, it's better to be lucky than good. And I think that's two years in a row, right? You go out and get C.D. Lamb because uh, he fell to you. And then you get Micah Parsons because, well, the, the guys you really wanted to take were already gone. So, uh, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Ward's dad says that all the time. So, there you go. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm – I'm, uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Cowboys. They're on a little bit of a skid, but don't worry. The Raiders are coming to town to help you get right. <laughs> <laughs> and final thing for you on, on the NFL, I just I can't make sense of the AFC at all, Q. I know the Chiefs right. are, seem like they're starting to figure it out, but Tennessee goes and, and lays an egg against the Texans. Um, I mean, we see the Bills get pounded by the Colts last week. The NFC, the Bucks have lost a few games in a row. The Packers lost a division game. I know it was on the road. The Vikings are a pretty good team. But my question is, Q, like, who's the best team in the league right now? Like, is there anybody that stands, you know, kind of head and shoulders above everyone in your eyes? Because it just seems like there's even more parity than normal. No, there there is. And there's not really a team that stands out. You know, of course, the Titans have the eight wins on the season, but they don't have Derrick Henry. So without Henry, I kind of look at him like, eh. Yeah, I know it's a good story, but I don't think that that's, you know, that's really going to be sustainable. You saw what happened against the Texans. You know, they took that L. Uh, the Bills, I had high hopes on them, but they don't look so hot. The Chiefs, I mean, they're looking like one of the hottest teams in football right now after coming off that win against the, the Cowboys, and that wasn't that impressive. You know, they put up 19 points. They were able to get it done defensively, but, I mean, man, that's such a great question. Tampa Bay, they look like they come down to earth now. You saw them on Monday night get right against the Giants, which ultimately led to Jason Garrett getting fired, which I don't think – 
anyone in Central Texas is surprised by. I mean, did anyone think that was a good offensive coordinator hire? I didn't, but okay. Uh, you know, so there's just so many questions, and I think that the NFL is sitting back somewhere, printing money, loving every second of it, because every fan base, for the most part, believes that they still have a chance. Even the Raiders, who are sitting at 5-5, five and five, they're like, well, you know, you win against the Cowboys, you got the Washington football team up next, that could be a couple wins. Like, there are people are telling me that there's ways that the, the Raiders are going to end up with about 9 or, or, or 10 wins, and I'm thinking, I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't see it, but if it does happen, great, but I, I just don't see it right now, so... Oh uh, yeah, man! Every fan base still believes, and that's a good thing for the NFL. All right, Q. Before you go, I, I know people know where to find you in this market, but if they don't, you're on Twitter. You're at your boy Q254. Where can they listen to Raider Nation Radio? Where's the best place to to find your show in the afternoons? Oh yeah, no doubt about it, man. I, and you see, I still represent for the 254 in my uh, my Twitter account right there. I got to hold it down for Central Texas, you know. So got to show that love. That's it's right. funny, and I know we I know we don't have much time, but what's funny about that is. I find myself always saying, like, like, like we're coming back. We're going to Texas for, for the Cowboy game on Thursday. The wife's going to go see some of her family. And so I told everybody at the job, I was like, yeah, we're going home. And I'm thinking, I was like, no, we're not going home. I'm already home. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a West Coast guy. But, man, Central Texas rubbed off on me. So I've been representing for Texas uh, so much to the point where I've been slandering the barbecue out here. I've been doing all kinds of things, man. I've been the, – the, the Mexican food I've been slandering here, that's just not what I get in Texas. So, uh, yeah, I'm representing. Now, I'm not going all the way to Dr. Pepper and all that other stuff. I'm not going that far. But still, I'm holding it down. Uh, but, yeah, as far as the show goes, man, uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, of course, 4 to 6, like you mentioned, uh, in Central Texas. Uh, LVSportsNetwork.com, that's the easiest way to find us. Every one of our stations, you can click on it and, link, and listen live. ESPN Las Vegas, uh, Raider Nation Radio 920, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 1230 of the game. We have all of them. I'm actually on Wednesday going to be uh, co-hosting on the morning show on ESPN Las Vegas and turning around and doing my show on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920, then flying to Dallas. Uh, for the game, and I'm going to visit Central Texas. So if you know my hot spots in Central Texas, look for your boy. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and leaving out Sunday. I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Well, the bars will be packed in Central Texas. The Waco <laughs> bartenders are, are getting ready right now. That's exciting news. This is fun, man. Thanks so much. And, I mean, there's so many people that are excited to hear you. I've been getting messages on Twitter all day. So thanks for taking some time for us this afternoon. Hey, man, Brett, my brother, thank you so much for having me on. I do appreciate you, man. You're doing a fantastic job with everything. Make sure you hug the family and, and tell everyone at the station. I said, what up, though? That's your boy Q. We'll be back on the Matt Mosley Show next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Richard Carr, we give you more. New cars and trucks are coming. New car inventory is low, but GM has just announced they will release a steady flow of vehicles through the fall. Now is the time to get on Richard Carr's inbound vehicle list. Choose your inbound vehicle. Get on the list and get your car or truck first. Call Richard Carr Motors and go online to choose your inbound vehicle today. Go to richardcarr.com for details. Richard Carr, we give you more. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. 
Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Los Angeles Lakers' LeBron James has been suspended for one game for hitting Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart in the face during their altercation in Sunday's game. Stewart has been suspended for two games for escalating the event and pursuing James. Tampa Bay blasts the New York Giants 30-10 on Monday night football. Tyrone Smith is expected to play Thursday against the Raiders at AT AT&T Stadium. CeeDee Lamb is still a question mark, and Amari Cooper is out for the Cowboys. College football tonight, Buffalo at Ball State and Western Michigan at Northern Illinois. Both kick off at 6 o'clock. And the latest college football playoff ranking show tonight at 6 on ESPN. The Pete Fredenberg Show tonight at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, closing up hour number one, hour number two on the way. We have a lot of great sponsors on this show, but the Brazilian sponsor is Central National Bank, Brian Fonville, Joe Nesbitt. You know those names. You know those guys. They're the marketing team there and a big part of the show here on ESPN Central Texas. Central National is a fully serviced, locally owned, independent bank in Central Texas. They have locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Owned by eight families who live in Central Texas. Current ownership has been in this area since 1986. They specialize in commercial and residential lending, and their Temple Banking Center has a particular specialty in home mortgages, if you're interested in that. Um, They have a Christmas at Central National Bank, a six-day event. They're going to have Santa there on their Highway 84 lobby. That is coming soon. You can get digital images at no cost. Great people, locally owned. You know, Central National, the thing about them is, they're messing, you're messing with your money when it comes to a bank, right? So you don't want to talk to some national lender. You don't want to talk to uh, a 1-800 automated number. You want to talk to the folks locally owned and operated at Central National Bank. Our number two, as I said earlier, is coming up. A number of you chimed in on the text line, 254-662-1660. I'm saying you're happy to hear Q back on the airwaves. I was too. That was a fun segment. Cowboys Raiders coming up on Thanksgiving Day. Should be a fun game. This Raiders team that's reeling a little bit. They've lost three in a row. Can Dallas get back to, you know, what they were doing early in the season, running the football well, having a very efficient offense that sort of worked off that to get going in the passing game, and then a very opportunistic defense that was causing turnovers? We'll see what they do against a Raiders team that is coming in there a little wounded on a short week. Uh, Coming up next, though, I want to get into some college football talk, and we're going to chat with Garrett Ross at 515, but at 5 o'clock, I threw out this question on Twitter yesterday. What is the best job in the new look Big 12, the best football job? I don't mean, you know, the best football program right now. I mean, if you're a new coach, what job would you most likely want to take once Texas and Oklahoma leave in the new Big 12 with a couple additions of BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and uh, Houston? I think there is an argument to be made for five or six teams. I threw a poll out there on Twitter last night, and the four options I had were TCU, Baylor, BYU, and uh, Oklahoma State. And got some pretty good reaction from that, about 300 votes. And the results so far, Baylor's in the lead 
at 47%, um, Oklahoma State at 27%, B, uh, TCU at 21%, and BYU at 5%. So that, which school has the most resources? Aaron, go ahead. That surprises me that BYU would be fourth. I would probably, and I put Baylor first, and you can say it's because I'm a homer. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I would put Baylor first, but I would probably put BYU second. You know, Especially I, when they get in the Big 12. I thought of BYU just because of that national following mm-hmm. that is largely associated with the LDS church. Mm-hmm. But if you like, if BYU comes to Waco, there's going to be a lot of BYU fans there. I think you saw that um, when they came to Waco and McLean Stadium earlier this year. Anywhere in the country they go, they have a pretty good following um, in a, a rich athletic department that is willing to spend money. But I also know there's some challenges there. Um, from an academic standpoint, from a, a code of conduct standpoint, to be frank, they have some regulations and rules that not all, not a lot of other schools do, and that's been mentioned to me online over the past day or so since I put that out there. But I want to discuss that next. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty, best football job in the new look Big Twelve, TCU, Oklahoma State, BYU. Is it somebody like Houston who's coming into the conference and is in a very fertile recruiting ground? I think there's a lot of arguments that could be made. Aaron's giving me the thumbs down on Houston. I agree with him, but we can get in-depth on that more in the 5 o'clock hour. 254-662-1660. We'd love to hear your opinions. This is Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor Coaches Show. Now, 7 to 8 p.m. Wednesdays, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco. We'll take this Wednesday off for Thanksgiving, then be back Wednesday, December 1st, and our special guest will be Athletic Director Mac Rose. Join us December 1st, live from Rudy's. Join us this Wednesday for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's. Now, beginning at 7 p.m., here on ESPN Central Texas. The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is McGregor General Store. They are an official Perina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets. McGregor General Store also boasts a clothing line for your family that is fresh, modern, and in demand. You'll find the brands you want at prices you'll love. Including boots from Ariat and Twisted Edge. Shoes from Hey Dude. And clothing from Huey, Wrangler, Rock and Roll, and Scent. Go by and see Courtney, Amy, and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 in McGregor. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Everything we do, we do for you. It's time to drive at home. Go the distance with First Central Credit Union. New and used auto rates are as low as 1.99% APR. Have a winning season with First Central's local blitz play. Quick loan processing with flexible terms. Apply online. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. Everything we do, we do for you. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. 
working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long. Extreme pain every day. Trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Baylor University Hand Camera School of Business, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Well, usually you'd hear Matt Mosley's voice after that great intro, but today it's Stephen Simcox and Aaron Sexton. Matt will be back tomorrow, taking a few days off, vacationing with the family. Um, we got some holiday basketball on in the studio. Wisconsin and Houston knotted up at 40 at the half. That's one of those many tournaments that's going on right now. You heard JMO at 3 o'clock earlier today. Uh, he's in a... I think a more scenic location than we are here on Bagby <laughs> Slightly. Avenue. He's in the Bahamas at the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Uh, the Baylor men, they take on Arizona State tomorrow at 630. Uh, that'll be a fun one. Then they'll get the winner of Syracuse or VCU. Well, I guess depends on what they do as well. But it'll either be Syracuse or VCU on Thursday, depending on how those games shake out tomorrow night. So uh, basketball coming up, some really great football games coming up this weekend. Baylor football trying to push for a Big 12 title. We'll chat with uh, Garrett Ross at 515 in the next segment about Baylor football and basketball and also just some fun college football notes. Uh, I want to start the 5 o'clock hour, though, with a discussion I, I put out on Twitter last night. And I just created this informal poll on Twitter I want to know what the best football job is in the new look Big 12. I don't mean the best program necessarily. I just mean if you were a coach that was out on the open market and you kind of had your pick of all the Big 12 schools once Oklahoma and Texas leave and the four new schools come in, what would be your choice? What would be the school you think could get you the resources that would have the highest ceiling that you could build a winner in a, a quick fashion? Um, so the four schools that I put on the Twitter poll were TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and BYU. And so far, Baylor's leading at 46%. Oklahoma State's at 26%. TCU at 21%. And BYU at 5%. I, you know, through my time here at the station, I think I've developed more followers that are Baylor fans, even maybe more so than TCU fans, which is kind of ironic <laughs> for me. Right. Um, so that might be shading the poll a little bit. But I think Baylor is a great job. And I feel like they have an argument here. I think TCU does as well. I feel like Oklahoma State does. I put BYU on the list just because of their national following. But I understand there's also some hurdles there, some roadblocks there. TJ brought up kind of the code of conduct that they have. There's a lot of requirements to go to school there that you wouldn't necessarily have at other schools. So it can be hard to recruit. Some other responses that I got, because I said along with this, I said, hey, if your school's not in here, or if you think there's another school that's a better job, let us know. Some people said Texas Tech. 
Listen, Tech fans, I think you're great. I think that's a special place. That's not the best job in the new Look Big 12. It's hard to get people to come to Lubbock. And I think, Aaron, one thing that's really hurt them is TCU joining the Power Five, joining the Big 12 Conference, has hurt their recruiting a lot because they used to get – there's a big contingent of Tech alums in the Metroplex. And they used to have a pretty good pipeline of, okay, you know, this guy didn't want to go, uh, you know, the group of five route with SMU. Maybe they're not getting recruited heavily by Texas and Oklahoma. Let's get them out to West Texas. But, I mean, Lubbock's just an isolated place. That's a that's a tough place to get talent to. I don't think they're really in the mix here as far no, as a, yeah, a and great it, job. Yes, you know? and it's for those reasons you stated. I mean, it, it's, it's a different – it's a different atmosphere out there. It's, it takes a different kind of person, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, it, it's – it's uh, Mike Leach was perfect for that job, you know? I, I don't was. know whether Joey McGuire will be, but uh, it appears so far he is, you know? He's doing a nice job on the recruiting trail, and that's – I mean, that's why he's there. Like, he's yeah. – he got that job because yeah. of his relationship with Texas high school football coaches and the relationships he can build with players. But you're right, Mike Leach was the guy – and then since then, Tommy Tuberville did not work. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with Joey McGuire. But Cliff Kingsbury didn't work. Matt Wells didn't work either. It's been hard to find the next dude there at Texas Tech. Uh, some people mentioned Cincinnati. I honestly don't know a lot about Cincinnati. Like, I know Luke Fickle's a great coach. And I, I imagine they – Ohio's a pretty talented state. So I imagine they have a, a decent pick of the guys that get, you know, see uh, – that. Um, get looked over by Ohio State, but I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just my Texas bias. I think Cincinnati's in the mix. I don't really think they're they're the best job though. But ba- Aaron, you said Baylor, so I guess just quickly, you know, I think Baylor they're spending a lot of money on facilities. They have people that are investing. Mac Rhodes is a great AD, but why do you think Baylor's the best football job in in the new Big Twelve? Well, I think uh, for the reasons you you mentioned, uh, one of the best ADs in the country, and Mac Rhodes. The facilities that they have, the facilities that they're going to be, they're being built or in the process, you know, the fudge facility, the fudge center that's going to be built. Baylor is going to have as good or better facilities uh, than anyone in the country. I mean, they will have comparable facilities to any program you could name. Um, their facilities will be as good or better. Um, that's in the heart of Texas, so it's very fertile recruiting grounds. And I think that it's sh- that with the last three coaches have shown that you can win here, and you can win here if you if you know what you're doing, you can win here in a very quick time in a very quick window. No, that's a good point. I mean, what what Bryles built was pretty incredible, and I think there were a lot of folks that thought when when he got let go, okay, nobody else can replicate that, and people haven't to a certain extent, like. Matt Rule and Dave Rander are very different coaches. They have very different identities. But you saw Matt Rule come in, and, yeah, first year was rough. They were 1-11, but then they quickly got to bowl eligibility, and then his final season they were in the Sugar Bowl. Dave Aranda, again, sort of went the rebuild route the first year. Things didn't go great, but then quickly has them now on the brink of a Big 12 title game. You know, the argument people always make for TCU is the Metroplex angle. And I, I think there's something to that, but I don't think it's as big of an advantage as people make it out to be. Obviously, for recruiting, it's it's a good thing. Like, you're right there in the middle of it. You can get kids locally and keep them home. But I, I don't really think, like, people are always like, well, how do you get somebody to come to, uh, to Lubbock or Stillwater? That is a challenge. But at the same time, though, Aaron, think about where the best 
jobs in America are like Tuscaloosa, Alabama, <laughs> right? <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, there's nothing there but the colleges. Yeah, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Like these are not places. These are not huge metropolises. No offense to those cities, but honestly, I mean, they're mainly just places where, as you said, you have a college, you have a really good college football program. That's kind of the appeal of of the town, and that's why, honestly, I think the best job in the Big Twelve is Oklahoma State. I feel like they, they're committed to facilities. They obviously have deep pockets there. A very passionate fan base, a, a distinct and um, very big culture there. You know, they, they sell out that stadium. They pack out the basketball arena. They pack out the football stadium. And, and Mike Gundy's been there forever. He's kind of synonymous. He's become synonymous with that job. So I, I feel like they have an argument as well. I would give the edge to them, but there's a ton of different schools that you could use. I mentioned Houston because of where it's located and Aaron, you kind of immediately shook your head. It's a commuter school. It can be a tough place to build. You know, they've, they've been a job that's sort of been a stepping stone for other people. I'm curious to see what Dana Holgerson does when he comes in here, but even though it's in a great location, there's still a lot of challenges there as you sort of laid out earlier. Yeah. They're still playing catch up facility wise. Um, I know they've built some things, but they're still, Oh, they're still way behind, you know? And, uh, and, and a lot of it has to do with the conference they were in. They just mm-hmm. weren't getting as much money, and so they weren't able to upgrade their facilities as much as Baylor and TCU and, you know, the schools in the Big 12 because they had bigger checks coming in every year. But um, right now, I don't think Houston would be in the conversation as one of the top jobs. No, I don't think so either. Um, and this, this new conference, there's going to be a lot of good coaches. Now, we'll see. It looks like TCU is probably going to hire Sonny Dykes. We don't know exactly what that situation is going to look like but all all signs are pointing to Sonny Dykes being the new head coach at at TCU and I gotta tell you that kind of brings a smile to my face even though you know I'm not a TCU fan I have a brother-in-law who's a TCU alum and he's a great guy uh but um I'm not and I think coach Patterson is a hall of fame coach but I don't like him Mm mm-hmm I, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, and you know the reasons why. I mean, he's kind of whiny and petulant, and he uh, holds grudges for very long time. You know, still bringing up, uh, still bringing up something that happened five years ago when he was talking about the SMU incident. But as much smack talk as you've heard coming from SMU this year, you know about owning this, about owning the city, and uh, things like that. And now they're going to lose their coach to their biggest rival. Yeah, I don't know. Like the, I, I think that's kind of funny. The Dykes hire is interesting. I'm not sure how it's going to shake out, but it is hilarious that they've finally had some success against TCU, and it appears they're immediately going to get their coach stolen <laughs> right. by that team. <laughs> yes. the you know, they weeks. put up the billboards all over town. We run Dallas and our city and blah, blah, blah. And he's just going to pack up and, and drive across to Fort Worth. And it, uh, from – from everything that we're hearing and seeing, it looks like that's what's going to happen, that he's just going to pack up and drive across town and be the new TCU head coach, and I think that's kind of funny. It does appear, though, that this is a conference that can have really good coaches. Like Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, great coach. Maybe the best coach in their history. Um, Dave Aranda's doing a really nice job at Baylor. We'll see what Joe McGuire does at Texas Tech. You know, UCF, Gus Malzahn's had a down year, but he's got a great resume. Dana Holgerson has a really good resume so far, I think Chris Kleiman and, and Neil Brown at West Virginia and Kansas State. Again, I know Neil Brown's kind of on the hot seat, depending on what they do over the next few weeks. But those are good football coaches. And the identity has really shifted. Like, it used to be 
an air raid league. Everybody's scoring, you know, worry about defense later. And now it, it appears, at least on the surface, like it's becoming more of a physical, defensive-minded conference, which is interesting. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of schools that can make an argument for, no, we're the best job in this new look Big 12. We are. I, I just I, I want to see how the power structure kind of works. Because Texas and Oklahoma, Texas hasn't met those expectations that have been there. OU has. But they've sort of been the so-called bullies for a long time, even though Texas hasn't done that on the field. And now you you have a pretty wide open field. I think there's a lot of it, universities and athletic departments that feel like, okay, yeah, we can we can lay our claim to this new look league. You know, that's a great point, and I I really hadn't thought of it from that perspective. Okay, okay, because all you think about is Oklahoma and Texas are leaving, and and you know how how much how much I I just absolutely despise that they're doing it but Mm -hmm. if you think about it yeah I mean it kind of leaves a power vacuum as far as who's going to be the dominant university in the new big 12 football wise Um, and there's an opportunity there there's an opportunity there for Baylor you know no there is I mean Baylor is in a good position they are in a, a spot where they're willing to invest and spend a lot of money and do these things I think TCU feels that way. I think Oklahoma State feels that way. Cincinnati is in their best run in program history Mm -hmm. right now. So whenever they join, if Luke Fickle's still there, you think they'll be a factor in this discussion. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But, yeah, if you have thoughts on that, 254-662-1660 is the number. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Garrett Ross about Baylor football and basketball, as as, as well as some of these other college football topics. Excuse me. The Smack Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Dr. Rao Ali has been helping Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsborough with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali, 469-562-4188. Now time for a Cowboys update. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. A battered offense could have reinforcements return in time to play the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Zeke Elliott fills us in right after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family. And it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Tuesday is normally a day off for Cowboys players, but not this week as the team is practicing just over 48 hours to go until kicking off Thanksgiving Day with the Raiders. There's potential good news on the injury front for the offense as left tackle Tyron Smith is set to return after missing three games with bone spurs in his ankle. Receiver C.D. Lamb suffered a concussion in Sunday's loss but was able to attend meetings yesterday, so that's a good sign. And Zeke Elliott said he intends to play in spite of the sore knee that flared up again over the weekend. I rolled up on it, so it kind of kind of hurt it. But I don't think it set me back. And it's going to be tough for some guys, but I think guys are ready to get back on the field and uh, get this bad taste out of our mouths. 
Dallas will be without receiver Amari Cooper, who'll miss a second straight game after testing positive for COVID last week. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board-certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali for an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. The Cowboy Report, weekdays at 8, 10 a.m. and 5, 10 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. When it's time to think insurance for you and your family, wouldn't it be wise to consider the insurance provider built by Texans for Texans? Jarrett Wilburn, Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, is the one to see for your auto, home, farm and ranch, and life insurance needs. Jarrett was born and raised in Central Texas, so he is here to answer the phone promptly and to provide the best customer service when you need it the most. He has you covered. Jarrett Wilborn, Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, 254-301-3790. Have an unaccredited land consultant like Daryl Weems and his team of farm, ranch, land, and home experts on your side is a must when making what may be the biggest financial decision in your life. Selling farm and ranch property since 1925, United Country's Twin Bends Realty is your go-to source for real estate industry insight and advice. Sellers will benefit from UC's cutting-edge technology that will provide your property with maximum visibility. Find your freedom by calling Daryl Weems, your local land pro at United Country Twin Bends Realty. Learn more at twinbendsrealty.com. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaFleur. We'll see increasing clouds tonight with low temperatures falling to 54 degrees. It'll be mostly cloudy tomorrow. It's going to be a windy day with a high of 75. Rain develops by the evening hours. And then on Thanksgiving, a pretty good shot of rain in the morning, but clearing by the afternoon. It'll be breezy with a high of 65. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group. Highway 6 and Imperial, come by and see what makes them different. Los Angeles Lakers' LeBron James has been suspended for one game for hitting Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart in the face during their altercation in Sunday's game. Stewart has been suspended for two games for escalating the event and pursuing James. Tampa Bay blasts the New York Giants 30-10 on Monday night football. Tyrone Smith is expected to play Thursday against the Raiders at AT AT&T Stadium. CeeDee Lamb is still a question mark. And Amari Cooper is out for the Cowboys. College football tonight, Buffalo at Ball State and Western Michigan at Northern Illinois. Both kick off at 6 o'clock. And the latest college football playoff rankings show tonight at 6 on ESPN. The Pete Fredenberg Show tonight at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
Mosley Show. It's about uh, 5.20. You're driving home. Appreciate you joining us. I'm Stephen Simcox. Aaron Sexton here with us. We are uh, filling in for Matt yesterday and today. He'll be back tomorrow. And on the phone line, someone else who used to frequent these airwaves, Garrett Ross from Bears Illustrated. That's the Baylor 247 side. He also does a great job covering some high school sports. And, Garrett, I know you've been on this uh, Lake Belton beat all year long, really with football and basketball, and I saw you out there enjoying some some high school hoops. Uh, so what was that like this afternoon? Man, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think that you really – what Coach Cope and the people at Lake Belton have been able to do from an athletic standpoint as well as academically is it's so it's so phenomenal man there's so much talent in that school um talking with him early on he said he's kind of wanted to take a similar trend to what coach huff done uh down at college station when they put together the new school and they've got a lot of things going on down there um the the belton they are four and oh after today as far as the boys go the girls are 5-0. and They're undefeated. They beat Rodgers yesterday. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's a lot of fun seeing those kids. Um, got great relationships with all the coaches down there. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to be able to cover them uh, each week. Yeah, it's pretty amazing the culture they built there in a short amount of time, as you laid out. A lot of winning going on there uh, for a school that's really brand new to, to doing this and, and doing athletics at a high level. But, Garrett, you know, we're, we're here to talk some college football with you, and I want to start with Baylor. I'm taking on Texas Tech at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Gary Bohannon's status in doubt. It's kind of up in the air. Um, regardless of who plays quarterback, you know, I, I think this should be a game that Baylor finds a way to win. But if, if it is Blake Shapin, Garrett, how do you think the game plan adjusts? He looked pretty good in the second half against K-State, but in a full game situation, how does Baylor try to handle that? You know, that's an interesting question. And I don't really think they'll have to adjust much. Uh, for me, when you go back to when he came in, that initial drive, um, and Baylor found themselves in a fourth down situation, and they elected to go ahead and stay aggressive and go for it, that told me they have all the confidence in the world in this kid. And, you know, he's coming from a, a Shreveport evangel, and they churn out quarterbacks. That's like the Louisiana equivalent of Blake Travis, right? So he's got he, – he knows how to play the game at a high caliber on a high stage, uh, and he's been able to do that. So – in the short the short span, obviously, the other day, but it practiced as well. Uh, so I don't think they'll really change much with him. I think that he did an excellent job of stepping in, uh, owning the role, and they really didn't miss a beat. Obviously, there'll probably be some things, some little things, but I think they'll just cut him loose and keep things uh, like they have all season. We, we saw some awards come down today. Jalen Petrie is up for the uh, Thorpe Award for Best DB. I mean, he's really all over the field, but obviously his position is officially defensive back. Uh, but another guy that got some accolades today was Jeff Grimes, semifinalist uh, for the Broyles Award. And, Garrett, we spent a lot of time last year talking about the Baylor offense and their lack of identity, just how hard it was for them to get any points, to get anything going. Uh, how impressed have you been with, with Jeff and just the turnaround this offense has had this year uh, as compared to last season? Oh, dude, it's night and day. I, you really couldn't script this. Like, mm-hmm. like it's something you see in the, like it's a fairy tale or something. But being able to, I think they kind of were behind the eight ball also because you had the coaching change uh, with Fedora going out and Grimes coming in. Which hats off to Coach Aranda for recognizing that and just acting on it. Right, like he could have let that play out, but he he identified a weakness and capitalized on it. Um, so I think that. Last year, you kind of – I mean, what he's been able to do this year and implement and get those guys bought in has been really impressive. 
Um, but you can't do any of that without what Coach Mateos has been able to do with that offensive line. Uh, we talked last year in length, man, about how bad they were. They just couldn't block. They couldn't get anything established. And you bring in guys like Jacob Gall in the offseason and you get them plugged in. And that wide zone scheme seems to be making the guys' um, skill set better, in my opinion. But you also were able to establish that identity of we are a run-first team. Um, you know, they don't necessarily have to stretch the field. They do ever once in a while with, with Taekwon, but for the most part, dude, they're just going to pound the rock at you and try to force you to stop it. And if you can't, I mean, you're, you're going to be in for a long day. You are. We're bouncing around with Garrett Ross from Bears Illustrated, the Baylor 247 site. Uh, turning our attention to basketball for a second. I know you've been to most of those games so far this year. Uh, the Baylor men, they're getting ready for the Battle for Atlantis tournament in Arizona State tomorrow. A player I want to ask you about is Kendall Brown. He came, he comes in highly touted. And, Garrett, I know, I mean, that team last year, they won a national title. They were talented from top to bottom. Davion Mitchell was a lottery pick. I think Jared Butler and Macy Oteague have a chance to be in the NBA for a long time. But this dude looks different as a freshman coming in, just the athleticism, his ability to get up. What have you seen from Kendall Brown so far this year? He's a walking highlight reel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he is he's so unreal, dude, what he's able to do. Um, and it's not just – like, obviously, he's going to mesmerize you. He's going to get most of the attention for the dunks, and rightfully so. That's what you know gets the crowd amped up and everything. But if you go back and watch the game against Stanford, he showed that he's an all-around player, right? Like, he's – He's making the, the reads like a point guard and, and getting the ball dished down low and, and finding the cutters. But he's also able to knock down shots from behind the arc. And, and he's kind of – he showed a little bit of his well-rounded game, which in the previous three games, he wasn't really – didn't necessarily have to do that, right? Um, but you're, he's able to, to show you that at any given point he can take a game over if need be. But the, the really unique thing, and hats off to Coach Drew and the staff for being able to do this, is – they have so many stars, but they're so selfless. Like, they don't care who scores. Like, they're not out there for the attention. And obviously, Kendall's going to get the attention. LJ Cryer's going to get the attention. But at the same time, they don't necessarily need that. And that's the, the most unique thing. But, man, Kendall is a special player. I highly recommend, like, if, if you want to see a show, go to the Farrell Center on any given night and watch Kendall Brown just tear up a rim. Yeah, they are. Uh, they get after it, man. When they're on the fast break, these these freshmen can go as long as, as well as some of these returning players as well. So that's a fun team to watch. The other aspect of this Big Twelve title scenario for Baylor, they have to beat Tech in football, and then Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, that bedlam rivalry. Um, Garrett, I was saying yesterday. I know OU has dominated this rivalry for a long time, but I really feel like this Oklahoma State defense is just poised to make a statement on Saturday, like they have all season. What do you think of that matchup between those two teams right now? I think it's going to be very similar to the Baylor-Oklahoma game, right? Like, if you look at Oklahoma State and you look at Baylor, they're not carbon copies, but they have so many similarities to, to how they approach the game. Um, so I think it's going to be very similar to that. Plus, you also got to throw in the factor of kind of like how Baylor did with um, with Texas and Oklahoma. Like, they're leaving, right? Like, so you've got to handle your business now. And you throw Bedlam in on top of that with Oklahoma belling for the SEC – uh, and I think you're going to see Oklahoma State take it to them, honestly. Yeah, I could definitely see that. They're so physical. They're so good on that side of the ball. It's really incredible to watch. Um, Garrett, I wanted to ask you just sort of a general college football question. So Oklahoma and Texas, as you mentioned there, they're headed to the SEC. There's been some bad blood there. I put this out on Twitter last night. The best football job in the new look Big 12 
Uh, and I think there's a lot of teams and universities that can make an argument, but what do you think is the best job once you get four new schools in and, and those two big blue bloods leave, uh, leave town? Okay, this is a great question. First and foremost, this is a hell of a question. Um, th- th- <laughs> there's so many layers to this. I'm going to go I'm, – honestly, I'm going to go Baylor. Okay, okay. and that, it, it, Look, you know me. I cover Baylor. I'm an LSU fan, yada, yada, yada. Baylor, to me, is the best job. And there's, you've got to first look at Mac Rhodes okay, and, and Linda Livingstone. You have the best athletic director in the nation, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in your corner. Okay? So that's a win. You have, you're centrally located in the state of Texas where recruits are just lined up in, in your backyard. Like, if you, you're – 100 miles, or not even 100 miles to Dallas, Austin, San Antonio. So you're you're centrally located in an ideal situation. The weather's nice. Um, I think with the new facilities coming, um, that's definitely a key. Now, the drawback to that, and take this with a grain of salt, is you're going to say, well, the fan base. You don't have a, a – you can't create a home environment. But they've done a lot better this year. And I think that that's going to uh, be something that continues to increase. But for those reasons, I would say Baylor now – I would definitely give BYU some consideration. Um, I think that Salt Lake City is beautiful. Utah in general is beautiful. Um, But that's a solid program. You're always going to be dealing with older guys, mature players who aren't really going to give you, you know, any slack. You know what you're getting up there. Weather's nice. Uh, Cincinnati's interesting, but it's Ohio. Like, I'm not messing with Ohio. That's Florida, the north. Those people be up there eating spaghetti noodles in their chili. You can't trust people (laughs) like that. So. Uh, but you know, uh, but for me, I think it's got to be Baylor and BYU. Yeah, I think those two schools have a really good case. You know, Cincinnati is fascinating. I don't know a lot about what they're working with. Luke Fickle has done a a pretty incredible job, but I don't know if a, a new guy could come in there and replicate that, just given right. kind of the the institutional um, challenges they have. Uh, but yeah, I think Baylor has a, a claim there for sure. Final thing for you, Garrett. You talked about the LSU angle. Okay, so they've really been swinging for the fences here. It feels I, I know James Franklin got an extension today, and he's more on the USC job, but his name had been mentioned as well. Uh, where do you think they end up going? Because this list is kind of getting smaller, I guess, as more and more uh, big heavy hitters take their name off the board. It's, it's weird, right? Like LSU to me is, is kind of like Texas. They all have these, these hopes and aspirations of, of bringing in the, the new shiny object, and it's going to be a, a save all. I think you should have left Ordron alone, honestly. I mean, he is everything you want in a Louisiana person. He knows, I mean, he's Louisiana through and through. He made some bad hires. Everybody makes some bad hires. Um, but I think you should have left him alone. But at the same time, dude, I, if you're looking for a close solution, somebody who could come in and, and kind of take control of it, you got to look at Billy Napier. Uh, he's right up the road in Lafayette. And then for me, maybe Mario Cristobal is another name. Uh, but at the same time, if I'm him, I would have a hard time leaving Oregon to go to LSU. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, so they're in a weird situation, dude, because there's not a lot of jobs coming open. There's not a lot of availability. The, the whole splash thing or even mentioning Lincoln Riley I think is a joke and honestly I think the kind of the 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 new is wearing off of him a little bit now that he's trying to have to recruit his own people and doesn't have a future NFL star as a quarterback but uh, for me I think you've got to go with you got to at least try Napier because he's right there uh, and then maybe try to get Crystal Ball but it's going to be difficult for them to get somebody to come in 
It is, yeah. You know, you, you'd think like they would be the school that would go after Lincoln Riley and have a legit shot or go after, right. um, you know, Mel Tucker maybe and have a legit shot. But those guys seem to be just playing it close to the vest right now. So we'll see how that shakes out. Well, Garrett, thanks so much uh, for tuning in and, and let people know where they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, you can hit me up at underscore Garrett Ross on Twitter. Uh, like I said, I'm always out at sporting events, whether it's Lake Belton or Baylor recruits uh, out catching them live at Baylor games, constantly have content coming to you uh, every day on Bears Illustrated as well with uh, Smokey.com. So I'm, I'm there. That's where you can find me. Thanks, Garrett. We'll talk to you soon, man. I appreciate you. That's Garrett Ross from Bears Illustrated, uh, the 247 website of the Baylor Network. Coming up next, uh, we'll transition into some more sports talk. We've got Baylor Sports Beat coming up here, though. That's Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Coach Dave Aranda talks about Senior Day coming up Saturday for the Bears as they host the Texas Tech Red Raiders. That's straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Want to be a part of all things Baylor Athletics? Join the Baylor Cub Club presented by Green Eye Associates today. Free registration for the 2021-22 season is available now for kids 8th grade and under. Members receive discounted admission to select Baylor Athletics events and other great promotional items. Register at BaylorCubClub.com or email fan underscore engagement at Baylor.edu for additional information. Show off your Baylor pride and become a Cub Club member today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football 9-2 on the season, 6-2 in Big 12 Conference play. Closes the regular season Saturday at McLean Stadium hosting the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Bears trying to stay in contention for a possible spot in the Big 12 championship game Saturday week. And it's also Senior Day Saturday Here's Bears head coach Dave Aranda. Yeah, I you know have their families down there to um, to recognize those guys. You know, I I, th- I think we've talked about it in here. Just the the number of them, the amount of them that could have left, the amount of you know to go from a coach that was way one way to a coach that's way the other way, to go from winning to losing, to go from like I don't understand like what he's saying to like maybe a little bit understanding and to um, go through however many different coaches, you know, 
is all asking a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I just so appreciate this group. And, you know, the, the, the focus on who they are as people, I mean, they're great people. Dave Aranda and the Bears hosting Tech Saturday morning at McLean Stadium. Our coverage beginning at 7 a.m. Saturday with Game Day Live, 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show with an 11 a.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Red Raiders. Meanwhile, Baylor men's and women's basketball playing tournaments on the road over the Thanksgiving week. The Baylor men open play tomorrow night in the battle for Atlantis in Nassau, Bahamas. Baylor versus Arizona State in their first game. The women playing in the Cancun Challenge beginning on Thursday. They'll play Fordham Thursday morning at 10. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Bebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Bebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Aderhold Funeral Home has been helping families cope with the loss of a loved one for well over 100 years. The Payne family has owned and operated the funeral home since 1963 and for three generations. The cornerstones of our service since that time have been and continue to be faith, family, compassion, and community. We are grateful to be a part of and work with the West community and surrounding areas. Thoughtful service is a Payne family tradition. Aderhold's owners and staff are proud supporters of the West Trojans. Let's go Trojans! Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group. Highway 6 and Imperial, come by and see what makes them different. Los Angeles Lakers' LeBron James has been suspended for one game for hitting Detroit Pistons center Isaiah Stewart in the face during their altercation in Sunday's game. Stewart has been suspended for two games for escalating the event and pursuing James. Tampa Bay blasts the New York Giants 30-10 on Monday night football. Tyrone Smith is expected to play Thursday against the Raiders at AT&T Stadium. CeeDee Lamb is still a question mark, and Amari Cooper is out for the Cowboys. College football tonight, Buffalo at Ball State and Western Michigan at Northern Illinois. Both kick off at 6 o'clock. And the latest college football playoff rankings show tonight at 6 on ESPN. The Pete Fredenberg Show tonight at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show. Wrapping things up, got about 20 minutes here. Steven Simcox filling in for the rest of the day. Aaron Sexton here with me. Matt will be back tomorrow. And him and Aaron will take you into the Thanksgiving break. If you're looking for somewhere to go to dinner tonight or tomorrow, which I'm sure you are because who wants to cook? you got Thanksgiving coming up. Why don't you try Shorty's Pizza Shack 
They're over there on 12th Street in Waco. Great place near Baylor's campus. You can get a slice there if you're a pizza slice person or you can get a whole pie. Uh, go to Shorty's Pizza Shack today. They're open until 11 o'clock tonight. Great place to catch a game. So if you're looking for a place this weekend to post up and watch some football or basketball, Shorty's Pizza Jack, Shack excuse me, is the place to be. College ball playoff rankings will be revealed. Well, the show starts in about 20 minutes. It probably won't be revealed until 6.45 or close to 7 o'clock. I was about to say about 8. <laughs> yeah, they do a lot of they do a lot of filler there, a lot of talking before they actually get to the good stuff. What are your expectations? Well, I was going to ask you the same question. I mean, here's here's what it was last week. Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State are in your top four. So I think obviously Oregon falls out, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're they're done. They lose uh, that game against Utah. They got pounded pretty good by that Utah team on Saturday night. Predicted that, by the way. I'm pretty proud of that. Oh, good for you. Yeah, Utah's a physical team. They've had a weird year, uh, but they've sort of figured it out as the season has gone along. So Cincinnati's sitting there at five. It would make sense for them to jump up into the top four spot. You just move Ohio State and Cincy there. But I know the committee loves Michigan, <laughs> and Michigan won another game. They won a, a convincing game against Maryland, who's not a good team but not a terrible team. I want to see what they do with Oklahoma State at nine because that's the Big 12 team that has, still in my mind, an outside shot to get up there. But, yeah, Cincinnati's where my eyeballs are going to be because if they if they don't put Cincy in the top four, if they jump Michigan up there, if they jump Notre Dame or Oklahoma State ahead of the Bearcats, and I think it tells you there's really not a chance for them to be there at the end of the season. And I think that's what's going to happen. I, I don't. I, there's no doubt in my mind watching the committee over the, over the last couple of years that Michigan will jump. Cincinnati Cincinnati will remain five and I honestly I think Oklahoma State probably moves up to seven maybe even six yeah Baylor's sitting there at 11 you'd imagine they jump up at least one spot maybe a couple of spots Mm -hmm. depending on how they shuffle the deck tonight Oklahoma at 13 uh, BYU at 14 Texas A&M at 16 Aggies have bounced back nicely and they're having a pretty good season they get a win over Preview A&M which I know was expected um so yeah that'll be tonight utsa they're sitting there at 22 they had a heart-stopping win against uab uh last second touchdown to get the victory jeff trailer and his squad stay undefeated but cincinnati's where i'm focused tonight can they get in the top four and what does that mean and then of course ohio state michigan they they play on saturday and uh you know i don't know what you think aaron cj stroud just went crazy in that michigan state game six touchdowns six touchdowns and you talk about a team that has dominated a rivalry like, Ohio State most years has been the favorite, but even a couple seasons ago when they weren't, they put 60 on Michigan. They just always find a way to beat the Wolverines. And, and Harbaugh's done a great job there getting them back to where they win 10 games every year just about. They're in some New Year's Eve bowls about every – a New Year's Eve bowl about every other mm-hmm. year. But how many more times in a row can he lose to Ohio State before they run him off? Because well, that's one too, thing you can't do. Michigan State, too. I mean, they had Michigan State on the ropes this year. And then yeah. they let Kenneth Walker go off and they end up losing that game. He cannot win those big games. He still hasn't found a way to get in the conference title game. And that's the, the big hurdle for Harbaugh. It's kind of like Jimbo at Texas A&M. I think he's doing a good job there. He's got that team playing better. But, you know, they beat Alabama this year in a head-to-head matchup, but they still can't get – you know, a West Division title. That's the thing. You know, even even in it, and I know that they may have a, the number one recruiting class in the country. Uh, it'll probably be, be probably be top three, um, mm-hmm. no matter what. But the top two are going to be Alabama and Georgia, more than likely, and that's who you're going to play every year. And even in a year where they were able to upset number one Alabama, that was their Super Bowl. They're still going to end up with three losses. And I don't see that changing. Yeah, I, I don't either. It's going to be tough. You know, Michigan, going back to them, the, the deal with Harbaugh for a while there was he just didn't have a quarterback. He didn't have an offense, which didn't make a lot of sense 
given his background. Cade McNamara has sort of bucked that trend. He's been really good for them as a signal caller. Their defense is still solid, but still not enough explosiveness to stay undefeated. They lost that game to Michigan State after having a lead late. I don't expect them to beat Ohio State. I think that team is humming. I feel like that loss to Oregon was honestly one thing we'll kind of take a look back on and say, yeah, that was probably a fluke. Uh, but we'll see. You know, we'll see how it shakes out. That's why they play the football games, and we'll get a better idea uh, here shortly at, at what they're looking at from a from a rankings perspective. And, and this is, and we'll take the break right after this. But this is how ridiculous the college football playoff committee is. Here's what's here's what would have to happen for Cincinnati to make it. They would have to have Alabama lose to Georgia in the SEC title game, and they still would probably put a two-loss Alabama team over an undefeated Cincinnati team, I think. They would need both Oklahoma State and Oklahoma to both lose another game or else they're going to jump them. And uh, they would probably need, even though they beat them on the field, Notre Dame to lose another game because I think they put Notre Dame in. They've got Even Notre with Dame. Cincinnati winning that head-to-head matchup? Yes. They, they, had, they had Michigan ahead of Michigan State after Michigan State won the head-to-head matchup. They don't care. They only use head-to-head when it benefits them. Yeah, I think those possibilities are there. I still feel like when it comes down to it, they'll have to elevate Cincinnati. I hope so. Dame, I hope they get a shot. We'll see. they got to beat East Carolina this week. That's you know step number one. I think they can do that, but we'll see how the Bearcats – uh, close up the season. We'll take a break, come back, and wrap things up with the Dismount. Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears close the regular season Saturday, hosting the Texas Tech Red Raiders at McLean Stadium. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Bears, Red Raiders, Saturday from the banks of the Brazos. Here on your home for Baylor Big 12 football. ESPN Central Texas. The staff at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community. And once again, they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign. And they're asking for you to participate. Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 10th, listeners to this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. The Marines will then distribute the toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you add your name to Richard Carr's inbound new vehicle purchase list or purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from the dealership, Richard Carr will purchase $100 of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. 
Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. Black Friday. It gets all the attention, but what about Truck Friday? Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and we say enough is enough. AirPods? Good luck storing your tools in those things. Give me a toolbox, please, for 50 bucks off at Pickup Outfitters. And a bathrobe is not going to keep your golf clubs or fishing poles covered up in your bed. You need to give your wife some help and send her to Pickup Outfitters instead. We got a truckload of specials for Truck Friday. WeatherTech or Husky Floor Liners, $40 off when you purchase a set. Free plug in the bed with every gooseneck or fifth wheel install. Spray in bed liners with a lifetime warranty, $75 off. ARE camper shells or DCU units, $200 off. $150 off Amp Research Power Steps. Catskin Leather Kits, $100 off. A complete list of specials is in our showroom. Truck Friday is eight days only from Friday, November 26th through Saturday, December 4th. Pick up Outfitters, 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. On the web at createacommotion.com slash truckfriday. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. It is time for the dismount. Steven Simcox, Aaron Sexton, we're signing off for the day here shortly. Matt will be back tomorrow. Uh, so these are stories that we didn't get to kind of in-depth during the show. One story that came across today in the NFL that has a Cowboys connection, former Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett was relieved of his duties by the New York Giants today. No longer <laughs> offensive coordinator there after a season and a half under Joe Judge. Um, yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones, I don't think he's a great quarterback. There's some potential there. Saquon Barkley has been in and out of the lineup. But ultimately, Aaron, I mean, Jason Garrett just never really evolved with a lot of the new concepts in the league and had another uninspired offense. And um, now we'll be looking for another job. We'll see what he do, what he does next. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I was so glad when they got rid of him as Cowboys head coach because, one, his coaching philosophy and his offensive philosophy is just – and it's not, you know, you, you can win run with running the ball in defense, but it wasn't even that. It was every, all of his concepts, like you said, were dated. And as a head coach, he never took any responsibility for anything bad that happened. If they lost, it was because the players didn't execute the game plan. You know, you hear Coach Aranda's post game, and I love the fact that – and there's sometimes when it probably isn't – his fault or the coach's fault but he's always saying you know this the, you know he'll say that the players need to do this better and this better but he'll also say as a coaching staff we have to do this better you know mm-hmm. always taking re- overall responsibility uh for for things when they go wrong or even when they go right you know pointing out things that they could do better jason garrett never did that and it drove me crazy and i'm not sad that well i actually am kind of sad that he's not with the giants anymore because uh, they may be a little harder to beat if they get a decent offensive coordinator. He was uh, in Dallas for a decade. It never worked. And the Giants, that's fascinating, man. Like, I, I don't know where they go next. This has been a, a long slide for them as far as not being able to figure it out, not being able to get the right guy in there. 
So we'll see what their next move is. Uh, but it's it's not it's not going to be anything involving Jason Garrett. Maybe not Joe Judge either. I was about to say, I think their next move is firing Joe Judge as soon as the season's over. Yeah, this seems like a life raft by him. Maybe, okay, let me get this OC out of here, and we'll see if I can get another season. But uh, it's, it's a tough go in the NFL if you're not winning games, obviously. Um, I saw this actually yesterday, but we never got to it. The USFL is making a comeback. The Houston Gamblers are going to be involved locally. There's eight teams. The Panthers, the, Gen- the Michigan Panthers, uh, the Birmingham Stallions, the New Jersey Generals, the Philadelphia Stars, New Orleans Breakers, Pittsburgh Maulers, Tampa Bay Bandits, and the Houston Gamblers. Listen, Aaron, I mean, I know you gave a little woohoo there, a fist pump. I'll, I'll tell you, I think all these new football leagues in the same. They always do. Yeah, they they're, always they're do. not going to make it. They're not going to make it. We, we tried with the Alliance for American Football. I think the XFL had some momentum before COVID hit and they had to shut down operations. There's a huge appetite for football in this country, but we, we do not support a you know second league, and I, I don't expect that to change here. No, I think you're right. I, I just it's I don't think it works. You know they've tried every different way. They've tried competing against the NFL. They've tried you know doing the opposite and playing in the spring and you know filling in when the NFL's not around, and nothing works because nothing compares to the NFL in college and high school. And, and that's enough for most people. No, it doesn't. In the spring season, like it's, it's always a good idea, but it's just never gotten enough exposure um, to really make it work. But that's out there if you're interested. The USFL don't exactly have a data of operation yet, but they got teams. They're trying to start that up and revive that uh, in the near future. This has been the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Nearing the end here, shows will be on tomorrow. Warden Tom from 7 to 9, JMO from 3 to 4, and then Matt and Aaron back, uh, Matt back in the in the pilot seat from 4 to 6, taking you to the Thanksgiving weekend. Cowboys Raiders on Thanksgiving. Baylor coming up on Saturday against Texas Tech. Aaron, thank you, man. This has been a good time. It's been fun. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's, it's good having you back at the station for a couple of days. So until next time, whenever that is for me, I'm signing off. Aaron signing off as well. Good night from Bagby Avenue. This is Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, West Virginia looks to become bowl eligible as they close the regular season this Saturday in Lawrence against KU. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, diagnosing and treating all sports-related injuries, including concussions. These specialists also provide orthopedic services for athletes and non-athletes alike, whether it's knee or shoulder pain, hand and wrist injuries, orthopedic spine care, and even an arthritis.